If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Now, bye bye.
hello and welcome to the valentine's day edition of springboard your virtual university my name is albert okran and it's a joy to welcome you to this lovely loving edition of your most inspirational program and the point of convergence for the greatest minds i'm doing this with the support of the virtual academic board chaired by comfort with a whole crew of matthew isaac emmanuel and everybody else in tow bringing you this amazing experience. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and powered by your superstation Joy 99.7 FM. We also are live on YouTube and also on Facebook. Talking about YouTube, let me remind you once again, if you haven't gone to Afajatu and have gone nowhere near that mountain, please go to our YouTube channel and share our experience. We can go to the mountain and you can share the experience. So find that on my YouTube page, Albert Okran, and share your comments about the 12 lessons you've shared. Which one is your favorite? Very interesting lessons, climbing the mountain and videoing it in the process and the lessons they read. Go find it and tell me which one is your favorite lesson. Springboard is brought to you in partnership with some of Ghana's finest brands committed to the development of our human capital. Let's salute tonight. MTN, MTN, Pulse, Just B, UMB Bank, UMB Speed Up, Digibank, Let's Go, the Enterprise Group, Enterprise Your Advantage, and our print media partners, the graphic business. So, our theme for 2021 is repositioning. It simply is about reviewing the past, redesigning the present. Mm-hmm. And reimagining the future. Oh, this has been working. You literally have finished it. Yeah. First, reviewing the past. Secondly, redesigning the present. Thirdly, reimagining the future. And if you have no basis to reposition, at least COVID nineteen has given you a basis for the repositioning. Let me welcome my guests for this love edition because we are talking about repositioning love. Repositioning the family, repositioning relationships in a changing world because the world is not the same as it used to be. So, I have tonight specialists in the subject of relationships who know the ins and the outs. That's for me, I'm a learner, but these people know it. So, I have the honor of welcoming from my left, if I'm using the those who are watching, mm-hmm. PG Sebastian, PG, it's good to have you on Springboard, finally. It's good to be here. <laughs> Charlie, you, <laughs> there's a lot you have to talk about. <laughs> I hear you. But Osaf Mami is here, so, <laughs> so I'll you. Let me especially welcome Osaf Mami, Teresa, and Shasanti. Osaf Mami, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Osaf It's just a pleasure to have you here. I am, I am so glad to be with you, sir. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. And then we're joined uh, online by one of our resident faculty at the virtual university, Elder Amos Kevin Annan. Amos, Michao. Thank you for having me on Springboard, our virtual university. Right. So we'll come back to you, um, Amos, but we are trying to explore the subject of repositioning with right. a particular attention to the issue of relationships. Let me start with you, um, Theresa. How important is the subject? How do you say, mm. <laughs> when I mention the theme, does it resonate with you? It does. I mean, it's, it's so appropriate. Very, very, I mean, repositioning the family, 
reviewing the past, reviewing the past right? Redesigning the present and reimagining the future. It's a beautiful one. I mean, it's 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 it puts everything together. Yes, it's it's a good one. I think we will have a beautiful show. Right. What, what do you think about the team for the whole year? A conversation around these teams on different platforms: your mm-hmm. career, your mm-hmm. health, Absolutely. your finances, investment. Your business, everything. What do you think about the team? I think it is. It's a very apt and spot-on team, in that the world as we know it is gone. It will never where, be the same again. Where, where did it go? <laughs> it's, it's evolved. <laughs> we'll never see it in the way it was yesterday, or in the way it manifested yesterday. When I say yesterday, I mean as in last year or last two years. You know, it, it's changed. Technology has changed. The way we imagine traditional education is changing. Work culture is changing. It's becoming a lot more home-centric than, you know, office-centric. Um, family, interpersonal social relationships is also changing. Now, you know, we're having all these um, social distancing, mm-hmm. all these limitations mm-hmm. as to the extent to which people can gather and do certain social events. You know, it's all changing. Culture itself is changing because in the midst of culture, we have all these little, 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 little things that play. So funeral is a part of culture. The way we conduct funeral is changing. Marriage is a part of culture. The way we conduct it is changing. Um, interaction between parents, uh, sorry, children and their parents, so changing because there was a time where parents would go, come back, go, come back. But now we are all together. Children are also not going anywhere. So now we are all together in the same space. So things are changing and yes, if we review the past, we can always look at how we can find a connection between the past and the future, but not necessarily importing the past wholesale into the future. So I think it's an apt topic, it's an apt theme for the year, and by so doing, we'll put a lot of things in perspective. It will help us make better decisions for tomorrow. Let's, let's start off this conversation with the tensions that we are facing. Right. And we'll talk a bit about love, how to make it sweet and everything. But let's oh. talk about the tensions. And the tensions, not talking about conflict per se. Right. But the tensions between what we've been used to and then what we are facing today. Mm. Um, Teresa, help us to appreciate traditional family life, traditional connection, and the pressures that are being brought to bear on it by our current circumstances. Yes, just like um, PG said, a lot has changed. I mean, over the last few years, a lot has changed. If you understand what has happened over the last many years of our traditional settings, you know, we are a very little group, depending on where you are coming from. Um, Very small family. The traditional system believes in the not only the nuclear family, in fact, but the extended family. So it covers everybody, including uncles and aunties. We are living together all the same. We were doing things in a very small way. Gradually with time, even in our villages, people are not doing things in very small ways anymore. A lot, even in the villages, a lot has changed. A lot of improvement has changed. Perhaps they have imported some things from, from the urban communities into the villages and so even when you go to the villages a lot has changed and it has it has made um <clears throat> living a little more different a little more different yes when you go to the villages now it is expected that everybody in the village should be going to a farm 
But it will interest you to know that not too many people in the village these days are going to farm. Even they are finding people to farm on the lands for them while they are engaged in other things. So a lot has really, really changed and a lot will keep changing until perhaps everything changes altogether. Until perhaps everything changes altogether. And it again has a lot of reflection on families, on love life, on education, on every other thing that is happening to us as human beings. And that is a lot we have to look at very, very well as a people. The changes that you describe, or the changes that Teresa just described, PG, she says they have impact on families. Yeah. So she talked about the rural setting, there's also the similarities in the urban setting. Right. What do these, what pressures do these changes bring on families? Let me give you an illustration. Somebody said, no, Abba sent me. <laughs> I pay school fees right. so high yeah. to take my child to a school that I think will give my child an education. And the, the school sends the work to me yeah. or to the child, <laughs> and I end up having to teach the child. If yeah. I wanted to teach the child, I wouldn't have sent the child to school. True. And it's it's it, it, for that person, it was very worrying yeah. that virtual education meant that she was being co-opted right. into mm-hmm. an educational system she was not, not ready, ready to participate for. in. Right. What are these tensions that are emerging, and how do we put them in perspective? Well, I think that um, when you pick, you know, in our current situation, our current circumstances, some of these t- tensions that I mentioned, are, one of them is clearly what you, you mentioned, the fact that it suddenly pushed families into certain roles that ordinarily they were not prepared for. And then again, we need to understand that we didn't get, um, uh, we didn't get a memo alerting us that this is going to come. You think it's, you think that it's an officer? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It didn't get a memo. We were just there one day when we, we, we went to sleep. We woke up just like a snap of you know, our fingers. The world had changed. So it suddenly shuts people into the fore. And one of them is this education. Having to teach children. Having to now understand, say, particular subjects that you probably didn't even have any interest in or any knowledge in. But suddenly you have to read, master it, and teach don't forget that there is also the financial bit. Those who can't afford the online education and whatever, then had to probably just let their children stay home. And the truth of the matter is that it was just private schools, mm-hmm. mostly private schools that were offering this online. The, the, the rest of the public schools, most of the kids just stayed home up until then. So, you know, that, that put pressure. Again, there is also the pressure of um, support, which ordinarily it may not necessarily be an African man's thing. But now we are home, so everything is around. The workload suddenly has gone through the roof because the kids are also home. As you may have two or three children, now they are home. So it is no longer a weekend that you are going to endure, hoping that Monday will come up for you to quickly run away to your work yeah. and then leave your wife. Is that what, is that what the men do? Uh, some That's of them. What <laughs> no, yes. So now you are forced to be home. Now you have a wife who is taking care of a six or seven months old child, and then you have two toddlers running all over the place. You can't keep quiet, so you have to support. Some men keep quiet, and then that provoke their women. So then that tension comes up. Either the man is not ready to do, but he has to do, or he's not doing and his wife is upset. Again, there is also the bit about lack of child support. Mm-hmm. So typically, if a woman's, or if a family way, a family's way out of getting support is to send the children to school so that they can go and then after work they pass through school 
Some of the kids have to stay till their parents close, 6 o'clock, 5.30, before they are picked. That avenue is closed, which means that if you are not careful, and in some families, it's actually their reality, that the woman may probably have to quit her job and come and stay home to take care of their children. And that means that disposable income drastically goes down because now there's just one stream of income that is coming. Because without that, you cannot move. What happens to your child? If you can afford a nanny and you can get one, sometimes it's not even about affordability, mm -hmm. availability, yeah, somebody and the said, correct somebody, one. Somebody said, thanks to the president and free SHS, there has been a reduction in the supply of exactly, nannies. Exactly, because, because everybody wants to go to school. The children are exactly, not going to school. Exactly. So now what it means is that in the absence of that availability, what it means is that you know a family member, maybe one of the spouses, would have to um, give up their work. Yeah, and most if, of the if your grandparents are not available, and sadly, if you don't have grandparents who ha um, help you, like me, I'm lucky my mother-in-law is around. Okay. You are you are in trouble. So what it means is that once that happens, there is the reduction in disposable income, which puts stress on the family on different level because once income is reduced, your ability to enjoy certain mm. um, certain. Um, um, Ordinary luxuries of life begin to be curtailed. So internet will probably have to go down. The, the rate at which you turn on the AC would have to reduce because it comes with electricity bill and then all of that. Then again, we're also looking at gender inequalities. It's become a lot more pronounced in that. Prior to that, the woman was working, the man was working. But in a typical scenario like this, where somebody has to quit their job, it's clearly not the man who's going to quit his job. Assuming. <laughs> Assuming that somebody has to quit their job. Yes. Normally, it won't be the man. Normally, society, tradition, and unspoken values means that it is the woman who have to step back. That means that the woman who already is underpaid in terms of you know salary disparities you know across, you get to find that that, that woman further loses her salary, and she may not be the only person who may be in this scenario. So you get to find that across board, you know we're having gradual um, you know gender inequality. For somebody who just joined us, we are talking about a changing world. Is it fair to say that we are talking about it, especially in the light of COVID and the issues uh, thereof? I, yes, COVID I think for now, recent developments, yes. especially yes. exacerbated by COVID. Yes. yes. Let me bring on Amos, um, Amos Kevin Annan to give us his perspective on it. Somebody said, "Who moved my cheese? Who moved my cheese? Who changed our world?" <laughs> um, Elder Amos, you can hear me. Give us your overview of how our world, especially family and relationships, have changed as a result of COVID and recent developments. Imos? Oh, well, hi, hi. Um, Albert and the team in the studio. It's a delight to be following all the inputs that you have made. And I think that so far you've given us a, a bird's eye view of what is happening in the world in, in reality. Now, when I look at your theme, for instance, uh, reviewing the past, I'm looking at the lessons that we are taking from what has happened. Uh, um, redesigning our present condition and looking at leveraging um, and then reimagining um, the future or posterity and looking at legacies. So, um, just like you, Albert, you like alliterations and uh, rhyming words. So, I've also taken the <laughs> three L's lessons, <laughs> leveraging, and essays. <laughs> I, I, I shall steal it and pay you copyright. <laughs> <laughs> So having said that, I think that what we need to do is to understand that like the musician played the song and he said things are not the same anymore. And that's the first thing that hits us as a real occurrence, that 
the way we have known things done has changed and it's not going to come back to that elastic moment. So we should go back to that realization that the history of the world has turned around never to go back to the old order. And this is where the, the old order changes, giving way to the new, is an exhortation we must all align ourselves with. Now, when you look at the home, for instance, I think that one of the things that has really rocked many homes, and you talk about tensions. Now, the tensions that are growing between individuals are actually tensions that are intrapersonal. So, the tensions are within the persons themselves. Now, which tension then gets into the interpersonal, which is between persons? So, one is in the individual, and the other is between the individual and others. And that's what PJ was talking about, the school system, and you talked about a parent saying that, Abba, and <laughs> taking your child to school, and you're expecting that the teacher is the one who goes through the formation processes with the child in terms of learning. And if they're going to do at all, they are coming in as and when it is necessary, not taking on the chore of a daily routine of engaging the child virtually. Mm -hmm. and, and that can be cumbersome for a lot of parents yes. and a lot of adults because many of the new learnings that are happening did not exist during no. their era. Yeah. And so for them, they have to now go and learn in order to be able to support their child. And that can be frustrating it's for many adults. I mean, I've had my own share of that. I mean, when my daughter is reading something in New Zealand, and I haven't been to New Zealand before, Albert. <laughs> so what do I have to do? I have to now go back and do some research to be able to support my daughter in that area. <laughs> so um, that is one bit of it. The, the other thing also is that it finds expression in different personality types. Some personality types that are the bring it on type are enjoying it because they flourish better in such chaotic environment, an environment with so much anxiety, uncertainties, and new discoveries. But some personality types that are very used to their regular, predictable routines, they can easily be jilted out of the space, whether it is within work, environment, or within the social construct. So a lot of individuals are having to process it differently, and that is in itself a major uh, health challenge. Then also, given the fact that even before COVID, the threshold of people's capacity to cope with stress, with tension, with anxiety, with, with depression and all those things, had dropped significantly. What has happened is that COVID has worsened it. So cognitive health is now a major issue for a lot of people. Mindset, reconstruction, realignment, processing, and all those things are becoming a major one. Now, when you look at marital relationships, then it's even worse. Because here are spouses who were literally running after each other's tails like cats. Now they are asked to stay home like snail and enjoy the space. Yeah. So I summarize it in three ways. One, they are in each other's face all the time. <laughs> they are on and they are within each other's face. Mm -hmm. So the face, the case, and the space.
can create an overwhelming situation for an individual. So if the person that did that to me woke up at 5 a.m. and left home to beat the traffic to get into the office in good time, now you're having to stay home literally and be staring into each other's faces. If the relationship was not strong, was not healthy, it gets worse. It's, it's no wonder that during the heat of the early lockdowns around the world, domestic violence skyrocketed within two, 120% and 150% around the world, not just in Ghana, around the world. Because we are in each other's face, on each other's case, and in each other's face. And it was overwhelming for a lot of people. Persons that you avoided and it made you it it feel comfortable. All of a sudden, now you're not going anywhere. And also, we have to reprioritize. That reprioritization itself. The, the chunk it is that we are reimagining the future. So, these are my kind of uh, uh, review um, of what has happened. And I hope that we ourselves, as persons, our relationships, and our priorities, will have to really look at all of them. Amos, I'll, I'll come back to you because there's a, a few more things that we need to look at, especially as we begin to chart how do we reimagine the future. future. But even before the future, if we will even survive to see the future, <laughs> how do we redesign the present? Because I mentioned who moved my cheese. The challenge with most people would yeah. seem to be that they just can't believe that what, they, what they've known is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So we just keep looking out of the window and hoping that this is a temporary adjustment until we realize one day that it left and never came back. And that alone itself, we can breed a lot of resentment, disappointment, and frustration. So we will come back and look now at how do we rethink how the future would look like and based on that, begin to design a present that will help us enter the future. So hold on, I'll come back to you, Elder Amos Kevin Annan. Therese, let me ask you, in, in all this, in all this, when you talk to people, do they feel angry, frustrated, disappointed, or helpless? Oh, people are angry. I mean, people are just angry. Everybody is Absolutely. angry or suffer at, at everybody. I mean, some people are angry at themselves. Osofo Nan was talking about intrapersonal and uh, people who are very, very angry about themselves. Why? Why? Um, perhaps they, they, you know, nobody, just like, no, you didn't receive a memo to say that something is happening, so be ready. And then again, people are thinking, what could I have done better so that I will be able to overcome what is happening now. Perhaps we have not prepared enough for anything at all. So it becomes an eventuality. It just happened. And we have to make do with it. And sometimes you don't even know what to do to get through it. And that is the most challenging thing. And so a lot of people are angry. People are frustrated. I have frustration. People are, everybody's frustration. Do I have to say everybody? Some people are not frustrated. Um, other people thrive in such environments. So they are thriving. I was reading uh, something in the room when I, when I, while I was waiting. Some book. And I was... The course Tales of Resilience. Right. It is and, the first 20 stories of mm -hmm. people who we, we, we manage a young people's program. Mm, okay. um, we were targeting 700,000 there about young people in the... You, you came on the program once. Mm. That, 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 that's what it was. We were targeting 700,000 young people 
who were going through the COVID experience mm-hmm. okay. and who needed help with job readiness, right. um, stress, um, how to deal with unexpected, and then how to survive, survive, survive and thrive in this right. kind of environment. Right. We ended up reaching much, much more. But those were the first 20 testimonies. Mm-hmm. We are just they about to publish 200 more. 200 stories. I, I was able to read through all of them. And I noticed how young people who thought that their lives have, have practically come to an end, there is no survival. I am almost dead. And somebody, one person said, uh, gave me a lifeline. Yes. And that was beautiful. And I, I read, I read even to the disabled young lady. And I said, wow. Um, some parents at a point, they noticed that their lives were completely gone. There is nothing for them. Them. Maybe death is the next thing. All of a sudden, something springs up, and it is even beyond what they were imagining or thinking about. Now, how many people would even know about this? How many people would find this? How many people are so frustrated they need somebody, uh, Albert, and comfort other people to come to their aid? They are around, but people do not know. So, yes, people get frustrated, people get disappointed, people get to a point where they seem to even want to hate themselves because their lives are almost at the barest minimum. And that is actually what is happening now. This is Springboard of Virtual University, a discussion about repositioning, reviewing the past, redesigning the present, and reimagining the future. It must know, which you call it lessons, leveraging, and legacy. Yes. And that is Amos's summary of, of the theme of Springboard for 2021. <laughs> Brought to you by Springboard Roshi Foundation and powered by a superstition Joy 99.7 FM. And then proudly sponsored by MTN, UMB, Enterprise Group. And then, of course, with support from the Graphic Communications Group. Somebody says, the world that we knew has gone. And I asked, where did it go? And that was P.G. Sebastian. I guess for tonight, P.G. Sebastian is a relationship counselor and everything in between. Also from my mate, Teresa, you don't mind me when I call it that, but she is. And then, of course, also for Elder Amos Kevin Annan joining us on the line as we explore what was the past like? What is the present like? What tension is the present creating for the past? And how do we therefore redesign the present in preparation for the future? PG has been sharing the, the way the tensions are affecting financial, educational, social, parental support, and all the other tensions, gender inequalities that arise out of it. Teresa has been speaking to the fact that the life as we knew it has been encroached upon, and even in the rural communities that you will see are not social media savvy and so on, suddenly the sociocultural engagement are on a different plane, with farming being outsourced, people spending time doing different things, and people asking, what happened? Amos is saying that in all this, there is first the intra-personal tension boiling over us, interpersonal tension, and he's saying that the old order is gone, mm-hmm. we must wake up to the new order and begin to reposition ourselves because we are in each other's face, on each other's case, and within each other's space. In the light of this, please let me come to you. Right. In my discussion, um, I think last two weeks, a clinical psychologist, right. uh, my friend um, Isaac Nimanata, says, really, sometimes, and you're referencing the core program, he says, 
all people need is a little help. Right. Very often, it's not much. Right. It's unbelievable sometimes how little the help they need is. Yes. Yeah. Do, do you agree to that? Yes. Yes, I do. I do. I think that you know, um, people need help, and this help could be in diverse ways. Some people they will need help just navigating. Mm-hmm. Financially, they may not be on a lifeline. They may not be on a on, on, on a life support. You know what they will need is how to navigate. Some people, based on their own emotional makeup, easily fall into a state of anomie mm-hmm. and a state of helplessness, mm-hmm. confusion, being lost. You know, no sense of proper orientation in time and space uh, because they see like. Um, like um, um, Elder Amos said, some people are used to specific routines. They don't thrive in chaos. They don't thrive in noise and a lot of uncertainty. So once that happens, even when they are okay, actually they are okay, all they need is somebody to tap them on the shoulder and say that, really, you are okay. They just need to be affirmed. Yes, that kind of assurance that you are okay. So for some people, they may not necessarily need financial support. They just need direction. Let's open the books and give give out some give out some support, some help to because a lot of families are listening today. Right. They want they want some guidelines. Right. So let's share some practical ideas people could use okay. to redesign the present. Somebody who's saying, "I'm staying at home, working from home. Mm-hmm. I don't like it." Yeah. Or somebody says, "I I feel I always feel something could happen to me. Yeah. Fear." Yeah. Anxiety, yeah. and then also changes in routine, right? Changes in family arrangements, financial, right. gender support, right? Everything that we talked about. Right. What are some of the practical ways in so, which people could find? For me, financially, if we pick it from the financial perspective, first thing is that if you have found yourself in this position where probably your disposable income is affected, you should. The first thing you need to do is to begin to reassess your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Lifestyle changes; it matters a lot. If Previously, by virtue of the fact that you go to work, mm. um, you need to spend X number of X amount of money in fuel. Yeah. Now you are not spending that amount of money in fuel. So instead mm. of saying that I'm home, I'm bored, I need to move mm. out in the evening just so I can breathe a little. Remember, by staying home, you're also saving fuel and you're saving money. Mm. So the money that potentially in the future you can lose because the pandemic is not going and your company may in the future probably downsize mm-hmm. and therefore you may need to prepare a buffer at least then you can do that you know so you change your lifestyle in terms of interpersonal relationship for instance there's a lot of tension among couples couples who really didn't know themselves mm-hmm. people have been married for five years and they've always lived in the dark because 5 30 on the road mm-hmm. 7 38 you are now coming home there isn't much interaction going on so during this period all your weaknesses, all the undesirable, I say undesirable mm-hmm. in inverted comments, yeah. you're able to hide it. This is the time where you are facing your demons. Your partner is staring at you in the face. You're staring at your partner in the face. Like it is said, you know, people are in your face, people are in your space, yeah. and people are on your face. case, and people are on your space. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? The first thing you do is to sit back and ask yourself that, will this go away anytime soon? If it's not going to go away, I better confront my demons for what they are. If I'm having a problem with my spouse, mm-hmm. how then do we begin to navigate our differences in a very practical way? So let's sit down, let's talk. If I have an attitude or my spouse have an attitude which I've been running away from, is there a time for us to seek help? Is there a time for us to seek any form of support? You know, so that's another thing. Again, some parents are having problems. No, I wouldn't say problems. Parents don't, some parents don't have solid relationship with their kids. Mm-hmm. It's a time to begin to build bonds. 
So mothers need to now begin to get in closer to their daughters. Fathers need to begin to get closer to their sons, begin to build some form of role, um, role models Model. for, their, for their children. You know, have family time, spend time together. It's important parents understand that once your child enters teenage, that is not the time to try and get close to them. You would have already lost them. Oh, you get close to your children, immediately yes. they start walking, they start talking. That's why you form your bond. So that they see you as a friend, as a confidant, somebody they can come to. By the time they enter 11, 12, 13, going, mm. they would have already found the internet and they know where to get the mm. answers. Mm. They've already formed associations and relationships among their social let circles. Me, let me come to Teresa on something you just said. Right. Sometimes when you open, when you throw light, darkness can leave. Mm. But the light can also expose how dark things are. <laughs> <in the world. laughs> yes. Teresa, P is very, is very unkind, P. Mm. <laughs> Because I can imagine the parents think that I was listening say, ah, when you say things like, when the person is a teenager, it's too late. Somebody is just realizing that he or she must build a relationship, a relationship. Right. to their children. Then they are asking for the birth certificate. As you can, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when people come to the honest realization yeah. of what PG is talking about, and they say, oh, if I had known this about five years yes. earlier, I would have done things differently. Done is it too late? No, it's not too late. It's not too late. In fact, in this life, nothing is too late. Too late. Sometimes we think that sometimes we have, we have, we did not start early, but still there is hope. And and the fact that there is hope is a beautiful thing. It keeps you moving. It keeps you saying that yes, I couldn't do it today. There's tomorrow. And so yes, some parents, quite a number of parents, did not understand anything at all from the beginning. I met a man on Joy. Dr. Akofa, and he was saying something which has always been with me. He said, when he got buried, then his wife took in. Then, just at seven months, one day something hit him and said, hey, you are going to be a father. And he said, he, he started thinking like, hey, no. He, so he started entertaining a lot of fear. He went into a three-day fast and praying to God, God, show me how to be a father or teach me how to be a father. I think it was it was something, a very beautiful thing. He happened to have all daughters. And he was proud to say that my daughters have grown up well. They have turned out so well. And I am a very proud father. So, yes, sometimes along the line, sometimes you don't know what to do. As you journey on, some light comes to you. Some wisdom comes to you. Some illumination comes to you. So you can pick those up and begin to redo what you did not do right. So, yes, it is just that... Um, and so I have seen fathers, mothers who didn't know what to do. Their daughters are already 23. They're already 24. Now they have found wisdom. Now they have knowledge. And they are finding every beautiful way to redo the, the union. And they have become good. Let's talk about the beautiful ways. What, what, what yeah, would be so, a suggestion? So, yes. Not just for parenting, but even for, for couples. Right. Share some few Yes, especially few ways for in couples. Can, doesn't matter how bad it is. Oh, it has been. What are some of the beautiful ways you're talking about that you can put more life? Mm. So, so we are looking at couples who have been running away from each other. Work has takes us away all the time. Now, PG keeps saying, COVID is here. It's borrowing eldest words. You are in somebody's space. You are in somebody's space, and you are in somebody's space. So, all these are here. Now, it is about time. I think that for couples, once in a while, we need to sit down review and then 
uh, and look at where we are going. And if we are not going right, sometimes we think that we are doing well until we begin to sit. The truth is that in most homes, couples don't sit to talk. It is only when there is a problem, then everybody is talking, but we have not really taken time to sit routine. and discuss. Routine. Yes, right. So sometimes, okay, uh, PG, yes, now Now, what about this? How are we going? So there are some things we don't talk about. We, we only have um, um, a political marriage in our homes. So we're only talking about food. We are talking about um, electricity. Yeah, These are the things we are talking about. But let's take time, sit down. Talk let's look ourselves. at our marriage. How are we going? Where are we going? How is our love doing? How is this marriage doing? And all these are supposed to be done intentionally. It okay. is very, very necessary that okay. we do these things very, very intentionally. Call the things out. Sometimes call them out. This and this and this you do. I Perhaps you can look at it again. And I hear, I hear this, the way the way the calling is done could yeah. either lead to resistance yes. or cooperation. Oh, certainly. Yes. It's style important, the style. Yes, style. Yes. All is, everything yes. is important. I, I always say it is not what you said. It's always how, it is you, say how it. you said it. Okay, so how, it is, how, how should you say it? So, so there are so many questions. In the way you frame it, it can lead to conflict mm. or not. So sometimes, typical example is, let's say your spouse dresses and comes out. Instead of saying, ah, but I don't know how to we didn't call you crowd. I've forgotten where we are going. You know, we're going to this place. I need to dress proper. Ah, wait there. You know, that's, that's wrong. Because mm-hmm. instantly, you might probably not just end up affecting just the person's dressing, but actually affecting okay. their state of mind okay. and their emotional position as they go out with you. You can put it this way. Oh, wow, you look good. You look good. But don't you think that you remember oh, that red dress, dress that, that black, black dress? dress? You know, there's an evening event, right? So you're going to have all these you know, women in black, black and all that. So, you know, I think that, you know, the black dress will look good on you, especially with the bag you're holding, especially with your shoe and probably your hair and everything. I think this wow. black dress, because of the way it flows and everything, it look good on you. You are going to smash and slay. Jeez. Nice so you said the same thing, Charlie. Go, 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 say it again. You are going to smash and slay. You have said the same thing. What you are wearing is horrible. Go and change. Just like this. You found a nice way of saying If you just joined us, this is the smash and slay edition of, of Springboard <laughs> <laughs> Adventure. Sometimes it's, it's always the how you say yes. things. It's always the how we say <laughs> things. The same thing can be said in a beautiful way. Let me go to Amos and mm. and, and find his smash and slay <laughs> recommendations. Um, Amos, so in all this conversation, one word is coming up both from from Theresa and from PG, who are in the studio. PG says we should reassess, reassess, and Theresa says we should sit down. It reminds me of Luke 14, 28, which says, which of you seeking to build a house will not first sit down? Yes, the priest himself said we should sit mm. down, then begin to reassess mm. and review, and then Teresa says, ask the questions. Don't make it only when there's a problem. Ask the questions routinely with a view to shaping the marriage better. And PG says, in asking the questions, phrase it properly so as not to create tension. Amos, let me come to you. What else can we do in our quest to redesign the present with the future in mind? Well, thank you very much. Uh, just before I speak to that, let me just quickly mention that uh, working with adolescents for three decades and a half, mm-hmm. <laughs> nearly, I would say that it may be late, but it's not too late. Yep. Thank you. 
because there are three windows of opportunities when it comes to young people. First is zero to six, yep. then seven to 12, and then 13 to 20. These are the standard windows of opportunity in terms of parental influence. So any parent who is listening, whose child is under 20, you still stand a good chance of impacting them. It's about the technique and also your posture. Those two are very important. And the biggest or the best means of impacting them is through friendship. So if you can redesign your friendship approach, you stand a better chance of getting their attention. Uh, my mentor, Josh Magogo, says that rules minus relationships bring rebellion. And relationship with rules elicit positive response. So any parent who wants to build a friendship with their children or adolescents or late adolescents or young adults even, you should think carefully about this. Now, I have six suggestions. The first one is you must face the changes around you. You see, many years ago, traveling, I saw Asians in masks. <laughs> in their numbers at the airport. Never faintly did I ever think I would be wearing one. <laughs> now, the face mask has become an accessory I carry all the time. In fact, I carry three or four with me, like my handkerchiefs. Because you never know when one will get too cold or get wet. So that's the change I have to face. Now, within your relational context, the change is you are always hurriedly going out. Now the change is that you are no, go, no more going out in a hurry. Slow pace. The second thing is, there's a need because of the change you are faced with to formulate new strategies. What are the strategies that you can formulate as a family? And we, for instance, have learned how to fry young together and enjoy it as a family. And we come around, we fry the fish together. This was not a regular routine in our life. So each one of us must formulate a new strategy. The third one is you need to build new alliances and networks and friendships. Because the change that has happened, you can draw strength from the community around you, the network around you. So if you have a friend, you will be able to connect to somebody through a support system. Many of us are processing things that we have friends who have been through it before or may have the set skills or competences to assist us. So you need to begin to form new alliances and new friendships. Now the fourth one is to fight off despair and distractions. There is a lot happening online, either for academic purposes or for career. Now, it also is fraught with a lot of distractions. Mm -hmm. Let me give you typically. Today, for instance, I fasted away from my phone for four hours. Mm -hmm. And it was designed to be that way for today. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing that? Because I realized I needed power nap. And so what I did was to put my phone somewhere and took a power nap to enable me join you for this conversation because I've been overstretched. So there's a need for us to intentionally fight off despair and distractions. 
because the information flow, the numbers of the COVID that has reported can create a despondent posture in the person. In the field of psychiatry and psychology, they call it infodemic. The information is creating a new condition of health crisis for people. And some of it is false information, some of it is hoax, some of it is propaganda, some of it is myth, and all these are confronted with the truth or the factual situation. I mean, you're not sure which one is really going to help your mindset. The fifth one is get help or find help from the right source or right persons. Because in the midst of this situation, if you're not careful, you'll be struck with helplessness and hopelessness. And everybody in the field of talk therapy knows that when a person is in the state of hopelessness and helplessness, that's when they are the most vulnerable. And finally, Albert, yes. we need to begin to refuel our mindset. Because you see, the mind influences your manners. And because the mind influences your manners, for you to be able to change, for instance, your anxiety, your temper, and all those things, you need to begin to check what is in your thoughts. What is in your mind? And many of us have not developed serious skills to develop our minds. We are developing it in the field of learning. But what about mental health in itself? You know? And I have learned something over the early part of the lockdown, and that is silence, stillness, solitude. These three things have helped me to keep my cognitive health intact. People need to practice silence. They need space to be alone and they need to be still. You simply pause and backtrack, take two steps back so you can take just one step forward, as they say. So, Albert, these are my thoughts. These are six thoughts that I believe that anyone who's listening and will painstakingly give them attention, it will position you properly so that you can reimagine the future as we trust it to be. Amos, I'll come back to you for your one-minute message for people on Valentine's Day, but let me just remind us, our, our viewers and listeners, to face the changes, formulate new strategies, build new alliances, fight off despair or distractions, get help from the right source or the right person, and then refuel your mindset in preparation for the future. Amos, your one-minute message on Valentine's Day to our listeners and viewers. Well, I mean, for those who are saying that love is in the atmosphere, pause and remember, love is not an atmosphere pressure, so it's not in the atmosphere. Uh, it's fantastic, but it is not an emergency. Don't get yourself into an ambulance situation because there's life to the limit. Love is real, it's good, but it's also a hypnotic drug. So be wise with what you call love. Thank you very much, Amos, and we'll definitely do this again. There's so much more we'd like to cover along the year. In the course of the year, we'll settle down and have a great conversation about social dynamics and about rebuilding our society beyond the family, society as a whole, with the family right in the center. So let's do this once again, sir. I look forward to that, right, uh, Albert, and uh, regards to Auntie there. And I like uh, Professor Koffer's story 
she shared because I listened to that particular show. I mean, that man is a great example of yeah. how fathers yeah. can raise stable daughters. Sure. Wonderful. Because he, he goes against the popular grain that men cannot raise daughters. Mm-hmm. It's just completely, I mean, a counterculture, real yeah. story. And I think that we need to highlight that for society. Mm. Thank you, sir. And a special shout out to my daughter, Nana, <laughs> in whom I'm well pleased. <laughs> let's come back to to the studio and let's, there's so much, so much that we'd like there to do. And I so definitely much. will have this conversation mm-hmm. again. Okay. I think that we'll use Amos's six point framework mm-hmm. to sign off. Yeah. Face the changes. He says, formulate new strategies. He says, build new alliances. You need people. He says, fight off despair because you can get so hopeless. And then get help from the right source and then refuel your mindset. What will be your closing thoughts, especially on Valentine's Day? As people think about a day that is supposed to be for love, for family, for relationships, and also a world that seems to be so different from what you have known. What will be your message for Yes, so a lot has changed, and a lot is changing with, with, the, with the appearance of COVID. Um, I would rather want to talk to married couples and families. Wonderful. Uh, yes, and yes, Valentine is not, is, is, is here. We need to celebrate some way. But let to Valentine's Day be a day where we'll sit, perhaps for the first time as a couple, husband and wife, look each other in the face and, and begin to reassure one another and begin to say a few of the things you have not said to your wife or to your husband in a very long time. Put away your phone also for four hours and be together in each other's arms. When you finish, bring all the children in together and share the love of Christ amongst all of you. It's very important. So so love by the love of Christ. Uh, Love in all of it. (laughs) All put together. (laughs) I like your prescription. See, the, 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 the couple should do it first. Oh, yes. And when they find their level, mm. then they should be the It is always the two of us. You see, I've said this again. When you both of us are fine, the children, that is their security. Yeah. And so the children, let's, let's do it first and then look, do other things and then come and bring all of them together. And then you can have a family dinner, a family something, something that would spell the day for you. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Did you, today's Valentine's Day. People are asking. They <laughs> uh, are listening. Yeah. There are issues, but what, what would you say to people on a, a special that, day like this? I would tell them that they should celebrate love. It's a beautiful thing. Talk to them directly. <laughs> yes. Please celebrate love. It's a beautiful thing. And as um, Soft Mama said, you know, talk about your issues, what the challenges are, what the situation is, talk about it. Don't you spoil the atmosphere? Oh, well, you don't, you don't have to be too serious about it. Just be nice about it. Just be sweet about it. Let the, uh, the, the, the ambience, the, the setup and everything, you know, be one that is free of tension and more of, you know, love. And then speak to each other in love, mm-hmm. but as candid as you can be. Mm-hmm. Is this is to have a great conversation about what has gone wrong, and, and let that one rather be a springboard for love. I would, I would want this conversation not to be just a conversation mm-hmm. where you just That's sit wrong. down for thirty minutes and a half. Mm-hmm. Valentine is a whole day; yes. it's a whole Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you can start your conversation right when you open your eyes and lying in bed. Yes. You know, pick it up, yes. and then make sure that whatever it is that comes out. You know, you walk with it in the course of the day. Then in the night, we get to celebrate it in the grand style. But as much as you can, try not to make the conversation mm-hmm. um, something about it is your fault. Mm-hmm. It is my fault. It's not. It's not. Um, 
it's all fault-finding. The battle is not against each other. Okay. It's against the world and what it is throwing at us. Let's do it. Let's, let's form closer bond. Mm-hmm. Let's make... Um, Let's commit to each other that we want to do things differently. Mm-hmm. And we are willing to work on our weaknesses and willing to work with our strengths mm-hmm. and then bring the family in as of Mamis and let them understand that this family is holding, uh, holding up, holding together and staying together. It's going to be a good time. So what is your one word to our listeners and viewers as we sign off? My <laughs> one word is thrive. 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 Why? We, we need to survive and we need to thrive. You can't thrive if there is no survival. Mm-hmm. And you can't survive and stay where you are. You need to move forward. You need to grow. So if find, we need to be find better. a way to make things work. Exactly. So that's we, what we, we want need to try. Right. We need to try. Regardless. Please, what's the one word? Like say one is say love. I think so. It's a beautiful word. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. So I, I I was going to I was saying that even um, COVID cannot withstand the strength of love. Mm-hmm. Love is a very strong power. I mean, it's a very powerful force. You like music? Yes. What's your favorite song? My favorite song, I like music, but I don't have a favorite song. I was going to ask you whether it is Hold Me Close, Let's Be With Your Last Song. I don't have a favorite song. All right, so that's Albert Okran hosting <laughs> Teresa Lafia Sante, PG Sebastian, and Elder Amos Kevin Annan as we explore repositioning relationships in the family, yes. reviewing the past. Redesigning the present and reimagining the future. Next, you can continue this conversation and look at what the World Economic Forum is saying about work. And they are saying some very serious things about how work has changed. Let's get experts to see how serious is this change and what does it mean for us? What is likely to happen over the next one year? Three jobs are falling away. Three jobs are increasing. Hey, this part, right, your business is green, Papa. Mm. We'll talk about all that next week. <laughs> Which points of demand are mm. opening up the mm. job areas? Mm. Where should we be looking if we want to make money? Next week, we'll talk about that one. And then next week, we'll talk about what must we do to stay relevant? Mm. Because some people, they are saying that over the next six months, mm. you must get some new skills or you will lose your job. Huh. What skills must you get? Huh. Where do you find those skills? How do you acquire those skills? How do you push yourself? It's going to be big yeah. on your virtual university. Let me say a big thank you to you, Teresa, for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to you, PG University, for coming. Let's do this again. Yes, sir. We'll, we'll have a big conversation again about mind. another <laughs> dimension of this discussion. Right. Till then, my name is Albert Okran. On behalf of Team Springboard, led by my boss, Comfort, with support from Matthew, Isaac, Emmanuel, and the... Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you.
Morning edition was educative, inspiring, and fun. And our bubbly children dazzled our audience with their display of rare intelligence and academic prowess. But this year even promises to be more fun, more educative, and very competitive as we draw schools together. Your ever educative kiddie quiz is open for private and public basic school pupils from class 4 to 6. Let the battle for supremacy in Ashanti Region Basic Schools begin on 2021 kiddie quiz. It will be live on Love FM and Ghana's first educational channel. Joy Learning, supported by Alpha and Omega Publications. Get ready to support your alma mater in Ashanti region. To register, pick a form at Love FM Studios in Kumasi or call 0542-545-947 to fill an online form. Remember, all COVID-19 protocols will be highly observed throughout this event. Kitty Quiz is brought to you by Love 99.5 FM, Alpha and Omega Publications and Joy Learning. Joy Learning. Keep learning. change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. Winning strategies, nuggets of wisdom, unforgettable stories, all in one inspirational hour. Springboard your virtual university with Albert and Comfort Okran and guests. Planning is bringing the future into the present. A job is for the salaries, mundane, survival oriented and there's no passion, but a career has fulfillment, innovation, drive, a growth path is clear and you can build step by step all the way to the top. Matriculate at 7 p.m. and graduate at 8 p.m. every Sunday on Joy 99.7 FM and live on Facebook. Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and Joy 99.7 FM and proudly. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.